What up, though? What's up, my dog? Dude, ain't nothing. Did you go to sleep, though, for the tats on your legs? You go to sleep to get a tattoo, bro? Yeah, so like Joe Hayden, OBJ, they'll get to. It's rich. No, he has a tattoo. I like the part that I have to fight through a tattoo. Me too. It makes it so much more like rewarding. When I got mine, you bring a bad woman with you, and you see that you taking that pain, and you stare at her and look her in the eyes. And she like, you hard. Yeah, that's what it is. Shut the hell up. That's not true. That's what I did, yeah. That's not true. <laughs> this guy. I like, I, I like that. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pinning it. I father here to witness it. Get my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. All right, listen, guys. We're back on the pivot. We got Freddie T. Randolph, mm -hmm. somebody who's truly pivoted, someone who, as an African American, as as as, as a black man, is a skateboarder, Naja Houston, and that's different. And the other part of it is too. This is something like you jumped into the X Games at 11, right? You got on the circuit at a young age. What was it that made you want to excel at that? Because it's even thinking about you and reading about it, it was that like your pops didn't want y'all involved in like team sports, yeah, yeah, right? It was about individual sports, which is different from all of That's us because totally we all different. play football. Yeah, totally yeah, it's so different. You just started at seven, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I started at five. I was wow. even pushing around a little bit when I was four. I was like rolling around on my knees. And then when I was five, I was getting it going. But my dad was a skateboarder back in his teenage years. I had like a half pipe close to where he was from. But his parents, I mean, skateboarding was at such a different point back then. It was looked at as not nearly a way that you could make a living or make money. It was just looked at like a, like a hobby or something fun to do. So his parents weren't supportive on it. So I think when he had me and my brothers, he wanted to get us in it as soon as possible. And I think, I think the main reason why I excelled so fast was just that, like, that pure love for, for the craft and the, the art of skateboarding. Because it is so much more than a sport. And it's actually just starting to get looked at more as a sport lately with it making to Olympics and stuff like that. So but. when you look at skateboarding, you keep, you know, and we keep saying, obviously it is a sport. Yeah. Like what is the, the thought on being a, a skateboarder in the sense of athleticism and being an athlete? You know, you talked about excelling and yeah. loving it because, and, and being good at it because you loved it. But do you feel like it takes a certain level of athleticism though to be a great skateboarder? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's something that took a, a long time for people to realize mm -hmm. and a long time for skaters to start taking that part seriously and realizing like if I train and if I work out and if I strengthen these other parts of my body and take it more seriously I'm gonna be able to skate better I'm gonna be able to skate for a much longer time mm -hmm. and I mean us, us skateboarders we, we take a beating basically every time yeah listen dog skating, I'm gonna be honest so. bro like we all play football <laughs> and you know what I'm saying like I, I understand that like I understand the physicality that's involved in football. I'm gonna put these pads on. I'm gonna try to split you in half. It is what it is. The things that you guys have to endure, the type of injuries, right? The type of collisions, the falling and all those things. Like it, it is different. How do you kind of, in your mind, understand those things and embrace them in order to be great? Is it is it a skateboarder's code to not show pain? Yeah. I've seen a ton of your videos. I've watched you skate. You don't flinch. I would say it's a mixture of those things and just so much, when, when you're trying, if I'm skating a, a big rail, a 20 stair rail, mm -hmm. there's just so much hype, so much adrenaline going through your body that like most of the time when I do take a really hard slam, if I hit my head or whatever the case is, I will still have that the determination to still want to get up and go for it again. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that was just kind of instilled in me 
from when I was a kid because mm. my, when I was young, my dad did push me really hard. Like, mm. When you're a skater coming up, it's a big thing to do your first handrail. Like it's okay. one thing going to a skate park and hitting a little flat bar, hitting a rail down a stair set in the park. But when you're actually skating your first handrail in the streets at, at a high school or a college or a business, wherever it's at, that's like a big step in your beginning skateboarding years. So I did my first one when I was six. And then the years after that, my dad was just pushing me like, like 13, 15, 16 stair rails when I was nine years old. Right. And I mean, I was, I was scared as shit. I'm not going to lie. I was scared, <laughs> I was scared as shit. Yeah. But uh, it definitely instilled like a fearlessness in me. And, and that's the thing too, because if you, know, you, you read up on you and all, they talk about how overbearing your dad was. Yeah, yeah. On what happened. But it, it, even listening to you now, like you respect him for how overbearing he was. Like what, what's that dynamic? Because all of us as parents and parents out there are going to watch that want their kid to be successful, but yeah. also what's that threreshold of no, it's, too far? Man, it's an interesting balance because, I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, when I was when I was going through that so much pressure when I was a kid, skating contests from, from him putting pressure on me, like, to wanting me to go out in there and win all the time, and also pushing me to skate these big rails, like, it was... It was hard. It was hard. And it took a lot of fun out of skateboarding at the time, which mm -hmm. sucked because I love skateboarding so much no matter what mm -hmm. that I wanted to be doing it. But it just it was just so much pressure all the time. But now when I look back on it, I'm like, would I be where I'm at right now? Would I be the person that I am if I wasn't raised that way? So I'm, I'm definitely thankful for yeah, it. Yeah, that was the question I had for you. Do you think it, you would be here without your pops? But being that he was so hard on you, at what age? would you just go out there and, and do it on your own? Because when you do it on your own, that's when you crossed into being passionate and you know wanting it yourself, not having to have somebody in your back pocket to say, hey, yeah, yeah. let me I push, mean, let me kick your ass, you gotta I mean, go see, do the, it. That, that's the most confusing part where I, I mean, I haven't talked to my dad in a lot of years now, but if I, if I were to talk to him again, that would be one thing I would wanna ask him about mm -hmm. is like, why did you feel the need to push me so hard when you saw how much I loved it anyways? Right. Like, I was literally the type of kid where I woke up, I had a little setup in my backyard, woke up at like 7, 8 a.m., homeschooled, did like an, actually even before I even did my homework, I would go out in the backyard before I ate anything, skate for like an hour or two. My mom would have to beg me to come inside, eat my food, do my homework, right. skate all day. And I would literally be in my garage in like a small little <laughs> Square space yeah. in my garage doing, just doing hundreds it. of kickflips over and right. over. And my, my mom would have to beg me to come inside and eat dinner. Like, that's just how I was as a person. You mentioned, you mentioned not talking to your pops. But listening to you speak of him, you speak of him with reverence. You speak of him with respect. Yeah. Like, what is that relationship like and why don't y'all speak? Man, it's a, it's a complicated one. Um, but I, to put it simply, I think it was really him trying to hold on to my skateboarding career okay. and him being my manager and just my my guy in skateboarding mm -hmm. for as long as possible and then letting that get in front of and be more important than just having a relationship how with, long, with, with, how, me, with yeah. me and, and my other siblings. How, how long has it been since you spoke to him? Like seven, seven, eight years. Damn. Yeah, it's been a minute. Do you think he looks at his skating career and looks at how good you were going to be do you think he pushed you for that reason, to be great, because he wasn't as good as you were? Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of it was him being a, a strict person and a strict father in general, and then also wanting to see me be the best I could and, put, and push me hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a complicated situation. Like, it's, 
it's definitely confusing on how something like that can mean so much to someone that they would allow it to like mess up the relationship with myself and my other my other brothers and my sister. You know, it's just it's it's confusing. And so in growing up, you spent time here, time in Puerto Rico, yeah, as well, right? Yeah. And then eventually, you left there. What was growing up like, kind of having those dynamics and your mom say, okay, nah, like I think this is the best decision for us. Oh man, interesting childhood. Very, very yeah, interesting. Like it's just, yeah, it's just crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I never went to normal school a day in my life. Was it, up. was it, was it always like you never went to normal school because you were always gonna be a skateboarder? It was like that the thought, or it was just they wanted to homeschool no, the kids? E no, even more than that, my, my dad was a Rasta. My okay. dad was a true Rasta. Okay. I mean, I totally back that lifestyle. I think it's a really natural, healthy, positive way of living. Okay. But I do think there are certain people that can kind of take it too far and kind of become judgmental on people that live normal lives. That, that, that don't live that yeah, way. Yeah. Right, right. So, so he never wanted us to go to normal school. He never wanted us to really like be kicking it with kids that were doing normal things, you know, mm -hmm. never went to the movies once as a kid, never was able Dang. to like watch normal cartoons or TV shows. Was it just like a total disassociation or distancing from the world? I guess, yeah. I guess mainstream? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, world, yeah, yeah. world, like you can't watch a cartoon, bro? Nah, yeah. It was basically just trying to keep us like as secluded and like just, just under his wing as much as he could. And I mean, when I look back on it now, I think, I think it was a sick way to be raised, you know? But mm -hmm. when I was a kid, I was like, like, if I could just go to school, one day and just, just like be a normal kid just for yeah. a day, like, so, like so I should be saying, tight. So you're saying, like, so you saying now when you look back on it, you think it's dope that that, that you were raised that way? Or is it kind of like, ah, uh, like I I, I feel like it would have been different had I been normalized, I guess would be the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, first off, I don't think I would be where I'm at if I wasn't raised that way. Okay. In a very like disciplined, strict way. And I think that had a lot to do with transferring over to my skating and how much dedication I had to go out there and practice all the time. I mean, yeah, I missed out on a lot of fun when I was a kid, but I've I've made up for it the past few I years. Bet you. <laughs> it's all good. It's all I good. Was about you to say, like yeah. dating and all that, like you didn't. I always got to get the women because that's my. Me I too. Like that's it. what you do. So ask him. Like, when did that dictatorship stop? Yeah. When, as a as when, a part of your life. When I was fifteen, that was uh like fourteen into fourteen, fifteen. My parents got divorced. Uh, my mom got custody of us because I hadn't seen my mom in a long time. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, that was when I could start yeah. kind of being my own person. Mm -hmm. Started getting my own friends, you know, hanging out with some girls and just just figuring out who I am as a person, you what, know? When did you How cut the dreads off? That was a year after when I was 16. Okay. Really? And uh, was, that, it, was it a thing your pops wanted you to do with the hair or? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, if, cause, it's a Rasta lifestyle. Because right? I'm not going to lie, like they were sick to have and it was such a big part of my personality and just my myself as a skateboarder, but they were getting really long. So when I would skate, they would get in my face a lot. And a, it would, that, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was used to it, so I could still skate good. But it got to the point where I wanted to ask my dad and be like, dude, like, I don't know what I'm going to do about these things. Like, I might, might have to switch this up and like, cut them off soon. But oh, he would have lost it. He would have lost it. Does it, does <laughs> he it, wouldn't have had that. Did they do anything to your balance? Freddie T. Freddie T. That's Freddie T. I, mean, I, I, I want to know. That is know? really crazy, bro. Oh, like, what type of It's going to make like, it like, dude, it was a lot of hair, I don't though. trust guys on the football field. They got dreads hanging like you. That, that's why he was sorry. You know bro. what I'm saying? That's why he could I don't play. trust those he type won. of guys on the football field. Like, yeah, you sorry. No, this is power sure. like Samson. 
That's not power. It's this not is power. power. Yeah, it's no, it's not power. That's no why. Pain. That's why I ain't no. I'm not no roster roster, why, but you understand why, what I'm. That's no, why seriously. you went home early. I mean, first off, <laughs> I don't think anyone on the football field's got got dreads out there like that. Mine no, your like, dreads was crazy. Thick, like Bob yeah, Marley. Oh, real Rasta dreads. Right. So what you're saying is Shannon dreads is like cute. Like it's like soft. <laughs> like what he got. Nah, listen. Nah, you, look, this is a safe beautiful. space, bro. You can say beautiful if this, you like. Hey, bro, this is a safe space. So what you're saying is when you look at his dreads, those necessarily aren't the dreads that you're talking about. That's like some pretty boy. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, little softer. Not, not, the, not the real Thank deal. You. Not Thank the real you. deal. <laughs> Listen now. <laughs> I, let, I, I, I let him say it. Your ass better not say nothing crazy now. I didn't say nothing crazy. I come across the table with that teal, that teal ass sweatshirt. First off, anyway. my sweatshirt hard. <laughs> ain't, ain't nobody scared of you. Can we get back to my question, though? Freddie, this is a serious question. Did it throw his balance off? Yeah. Let he him one of the best it. skaters in the world. Like, something happened. He, he just said he didn't like, he got tired of the dreads. I mean, more than the balance, it was them just getting getting in my face all the time. If they would have probably gotten like six inches longer, then I would have started like rolling over them when I like landed off a trick and I'm like more, more bent down. So it was, that was the real situation. But I mean, let's say I just had them again. I was used to it. I had them my whole life. Okay. So right. it, was, it was cool at the time. But if I just threw those things on again, yeah, I probably would have So that first competition, after they were gone, you showed up to the park. Yeah, everyone was saying I lost my powers, or <laughs> could have lost my powers. Right, so dog, but like, then, but then I, won, I won my next contest, though. So, right, so, like, it's all so good. listen, bro, let's be straight up. You're a good looking dude. You, you skateboard. Ain't a lot of us skateboard. You live in LA, swimming everywhere. I know you party. <laughs> What's it like being a young superstar, like in your world, though? It's tight, man. It's, it's, it's hell it's yeah, really it's tight. tight. Yeah, it is. It is. Like you got a girl, you bounce around with girls. No, no, no. I've, I haven't had a girlfriend for like two years now. Okay. Um, she dumped yeah. you? Uh, no, no, that was a mutual thing. Okay. Mutual, it was, yeah. wasn't, wasn't it's the never right time. mutual. Well, it wasn't it's, the right time. Nah, it's, wasn't the that's right time. always a lie. <laughs> it's never mutual, bro. Like, it's never, you never get in the conversation like, you know what, babe? I don't think this works. And the other person goes, you know what, babe? I think you're right. No, no, no. That's no, not no, how it happened, no, 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 That's not how it happened. But we were just like, we, we were serious for a while, and then we are just on and off for a while. You know, that goes. So then it got to the point where it's like, what are we doing? You know, it's just mm. not, 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 not the right time yet. So what you're doing now? I mean, listen. It's okay, like, listen, dog. If you sit up here and you be like, nah, man, like, you know, I'm kind of running through them a little bit. It's not gonna change how they look at you because they already know you're running through them. You know what I'm saying? So just be honest right now. Are you playing the field? Like, what you doing? This is what Channing normally does, and I don't know why he's being super nice to you. So I'm gonna <laughs> nice do guy, it. man. So I'm gonna, so, so I'm gonna do it, man. So like, what's like, dog? You gotta be living the the superstar Dirk Diggler life. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, you know? Gosh, it's, I know. It's, I it's to, fun. It's I'm going to live but... through you right now for the next 10 minutes, though. <laughs> Godly, I've been waiting for this. Uh, it's fun. I've had a lot of fun nights here, actually. This is my first time ever being here where it hasn't been going off, going crazy. Right. Um, but I mean, so yeah. So, like, when it's done, you're going you to hit the phone and, like, make sure oh, it's jumping man, by the time I'm, we leave? I'm, I'm chilling this month. I'm, I'm, I'm on my <laughs> this month. So, I've been sober all month. I've had a big New Year's in Arizona with a bunch of friends and... Just, just going sober all month, but next ne next month we'll get back at it. My dog said he gonna jump it off for Black History Month. But <laughs> <laughs> he gonna appreciate it in February. But like that, my whole thing, like the skaters, when I was coming up, and it's funny, like the athlete thing, and I always get criticized because I, I really, I question what's an athlete, what's not an athlete. But what y'all do, like watching you, like I said, Fred, I watch the videos, bro. Like that's that's some athletic crap you do. Man, flipping it's crazy, that, bro. Landing the on coordination. It, so. Yeah, I, so I give you that. But growing up, like it was the it was the, the druggies. 
it was the guys in the vans with the big pants, and uh-huh. then, yeah. yeah, they were the guys that you know smoked joints behind yeah. school, like. But you smoke they, joints though, and you wear big pants because your knees big as hell. And you don't wear no what? socks. Listen, I do have on socks. I wear no shows. <laughs> you got on crew socks. What's wrong with that man's crew socks? No shows is the way to go, you sons of bitches. <laughs> no shows. Okay, but 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 that but the stick. <laughs> Sorry, but, the, dog. but bro, that the, the stigma of that, like what I thought of skateboarders. Yeah. Growing up, like did you had you have to change that. Like, the, are people surprised? Like when they look at you, like you you an athletic dude, like you're well yeah. put together. Like I thought you walk in here and be fat. You know, maybe yeah. Why we? Why they be fat? Just be, just be, just not an no, no, athlete. I, I know what you're saying, and it is something that, like, I I was one of the first people that started actually working out and like posting on it about social media. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of hate for it. I'm not gonna lie. People like, well, what's for this? training? Yeah, just like why? That, that's just how skaters are a lot of the times. You know, they're just like, I mean, now not so much because people have realized more that it actually is beneficial so, in a question, lot of ways. Like, and I mean, and this might sound stupid. So, you like. Tiger Woods of skateboarding. Yeah, I've heard that a few times. Yeah, because you think about it from one ethnicity, right? Yeah. And the other thing, like Tiger brought in a different mindset yeah. Yeah. to golf, right? The working out, the training, all of those things. And then obviously, he's black. And so with you being as athletic as you are, doing what you do, how do you recover? How do you keep yourself in shape for that. Cause Tiger kind of eventually got to a point where he wore himself down. Mm-hmm. And so you partying, you living, and then, then you're training. How do you recover and get yourself back ready to go? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. It's just, it's gotta be a balance. You know, mm-hmm. it's something that I've definitely learned over the years. And back when I was first starting to party and drink and stuff, I would, I would literally like rent out houses and throw big parties the day before a contest. Wake up, hung over, like not feeling good, but like, I mean, you guys know how it is when you're younger. Like, Hell that. yeah. It just doesn't you, hit you. you go. I would never do that now, ever. Right. I wouldn't even party like a few days before. Is it more respect for the game now, or you just feel like you can't be at your best like that? I just feel like I can't be at my best, men- physically and mentally. The biggest pivot in your life, you know, you went to the games and mm-hmm. you didn't place, mm-hmm. right? Is that a big regret? Was that because of the partying? I read a piece on you. You spoke about, you know, your mental state you wasn't where you wanted to be and 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 after that i hear you went and got somebody to help you get back on track yeah i mean i definitely wouldn't say it was because of anything party wise anything specific like that it's just i mean when you think about it like skateboarding is it's so technical there's so many things that go on in landing these tricks minor foot placements minor balance being off a little a little wrong and uh honestly we're feeling crazy out there because of the heat too it's the hottest weather I've ever skated in my life. Right. But even I'm not I'm the last person to try to make excuses. I think for it, compared to anything like that, it was just a mixture of a ton of pressure I'm and, about to ask that. and just yeah. just kind of like o- overthinking too much, you know? I mean, it had been like 2 years cuz it was the Olympics was supposed to happen right. in in yeah. 2020. So it was just so much time to think about what was going to happen and how much pressure I have and how much how how so many people expect me to to win or place and do well. Um, I think that was the main thing. Did any because, of that- because as a skateboarder, you just you want to go out there and you just want to skate. You want to have fun. You want to skate like you are on a normal day, you know? Right. And I'm not gonna lie, the trick that I was skating pretty good in the first part of the contest, and the trick I fell on a few times, that was a trick like I was so juiced up to try that. Mm-hmm. And then it got it got to the point where I mean I was clearly just thinking too much because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing it like I would normally be doing it when I was 
practicing it at the skate park, you know? You said you were going to try it. You try it in competition? Like, as football players, like, we practice every call. We mm -hmm. practice every I'm sure, I'm like, sure he had to practice that a million times, but, though. But as you're going, down, what's it called, the half pike? The, 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 the little rampy? Nah. <laughs> is it the ramp? I'm not Tony Hawk, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come, Come on, man. man. Come on. But like, as, rails, as, rails, hands but as, as you're doing the rails and all, like, yeah. do you have a... Do you, that boy do you, said a rampy, though. Yeah. Why he do his hands like this, though? Rampy. rampy yeah. No, but like, as you're, as you're performing, is it all set or like... Yeah, no, you'll hit, set. and then you'll it, say, you know, it, I'm gonna try this shit. No, I'm gonna show out. No, it's set. You, you basically know what you're doing out there. You're practicing your tricks before. But I mean, this skateboarding is dangerous. So like, I'm not. I, I have my own That's private. That's why I ain't doing it, dog. It's <laughs> dangerous. I don't do nothing dangerous, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw you, throw you out there and have you hit handrails. But soft. We can get you to learn a little little kickflip or something, a little ollie. Channing, I'm not soft. Like, no, the you story. ever watch this joke? You cut him off talking about you scared of the the the, the ramp. Bro, the, the things that this man does is it's different impressive. than anything we've ever done. Yes. When, when he's talking about these different these, these different tricks or these different moves, those aren't things that we're accustomed to. Like, he's comfortable with that. It would be different if he put a helmet on and tried to do what we do. I think that's the same thing about what he does. The athleticism that he has to have, the understanding of that, but also the lack of fear yeah. of if I fall, if I fail, is different than what we got. And so, like, stop being stupid and just let me ask this man a question. Back to what I'm saying. So, but like when you talk about going into the games and being your Nike athlete, obviously you have other things that make people want to be associated with you. You're handsome, you're, you're black. It's, it's, it's different in, in the world that you're in. The that boy got his own right. shoes. But he ain't bring none. So I don't fool with him right now. I got you guys. Did you, did you feel yeah, like, bro. was, 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 was it that, that pressure too though? Was, was it the pressure of feeling like, you're supposed to make it, you're supposed to win it as well? Yeah, 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 I definitely felt a lot of that. Um, I mean, I've always been the type of person that's put a lot of pressure on myself to win, win, win contests. I feel right. like that's a reason why I've been successful in winning a lot of contests. I mean, before that, I'd won a few championships in a row, a ton of X Games, and a lot of that just has to do with me being so competitive mm -hmm. and me telling myself I have to go out there and win and, and do well. But I think, if anything, most of the pressure I felt compared to what I normally would would just be from, like, representing America. Oh, wow. Because that's just, that's like a next level of pressure. Right. It's, you know? like, that's, that's different. Like, yeah, different. I always say, like, the, the Olympics and being an Olympian is a different thing based on, like, how you feel about representing your country. Yeah. You know, like, we, we never had to deal with that. Like, I can be honest. Like, I didn't care what logo I had on my helmet. Like, I was worried about the name on the back. It also goes back to the conversation we had with Michael Parsons, uh, rookie sensation mm -hmm. with the Dallas, Dallas Cowboys. Right. He said... We are stars. The playoffs in the NFL, uh, you know, it, it, you become legends. That was good. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and what you've done with the X Games, street skating, you know, you're big, you're a star. Everyone loves you. Mm -hmm. Now when you're on another platform, the, the Olympics, it's time for them to, you know, to recognize you as a legend. Mm -hmm. Now that then podium. you become, when you yeah. stand on the you become immortal. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand how those pressures can mount. Yeah. But and, and, I, I can't wait to see you back out there. Yeah, bro. yeah. And I mean, that's that to, to your point there, that's something that I've tried to kind of change my mindset on over the years because when it comes down to it, I've been skating pro contests for what, 16 years now? Yeah. I've been winning them um, since I was 15. So, I mean, I've had a very long, successful career. So sometimes I go out there and I feel like I'm just being too hard on myself. And, and it, it might help hold me back sometimes instead of just like thinking of it like, 
I mean, when it comes down to it, skateboarding is a very young sport. So we the, got the, so most of the dudes winning out there, 19, 20, 21. And that's just the reality of it. You so, know? you know, I asked you earlier about being able to recover. We have somebody here that kind of helps you um, along with that. So I want to bring Shervine in. Say his name loud. Say his name loud. I'm not Brian. saying his last name. I am very good at what I do, but I have limitations. Jeff Aria. That's Jeff it. Jeff Aria. Yeah. Right, right, right. Hey, that's fine. This is Charvin. a fun conversation. Charvin, which means Charvin. king of lions. King of lions. Farsi. King of so, lions. Yeah, yeah. So when you, the part you play in his recovery, in his career, how do you feel like that's helped him? Because I feel like, like in talking to him, I feel like he's the next level skateboarding athlete. Absolutely. Right? Like, you know, they, they have guys that just go out and do it, dudes who've done it their whole lives, and then he's taking it to a next level. How do you help him in that? You know, beyond just the biochemistry, and looking at the anatomy, it's a spiritual approach, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of lifestyle, emotional response systems, how he's dealing with pressure, how he's dealing with not having to force things and let things flow because it's such a technical sport. Okay. And when you say when you say force things, it's just in like the actual act of pressure of skating or just life, period. Everything. Okay. Yeah, because what you know, when when he gets on that board, I mean it's embodying his whole ecosystem, his inner consciousness of how he's approaching life. Okay. And I think that goes across the board with all sports and all people's careers. We all have a purpose in this life. Mm -hmm. He's obviously chose a purpose that um, is part of his karma and he's here fulfilling it. Mm -hmm. You know, I see these things. It's just part of my upbringing. It's part of the tools that I've been given by whatever God source. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to tap into that and kind of just let it flow and bring assistance to it without trying to tell him what to do okay. or get in the way with what he's doing. And how long y'all work together? I'd say it's coming up on three years. Okay, and, it two and yeah. a half, three years. Yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see? Did, do you did you see a change like automatically? Did yeah. you did you see it like you know? I know like or feel it? Not yeah, feel, feel it. it like not, not not not. Everybody knows if you don't drink and party, you're gonna feel better because course, it's not course, stuff in your course. system. But just like you're saying, that holistic. Positive side of everything, the yeah. positive energy. You, yeah, you yeah, abs that. absolutely. And I feel like a lot of it just has to do with even just surrounding yourself with people that, that have that type of energy and mentality, you know, mm -hmm. and just like good vibes like that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like something that's interesting, though, is like we've, I mean, we, yes, we, we work out, we take care of ourselves and stuff. But I've even, even expressed to him that sometimes I feel like when I'm overthinking a contest, let's say, let's say I tell myself, all right, I'm going to there's a big contest coming up. I'm going to be sober for a whole month. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to really concentrate on this. I'm going to practice every day. When I do that, I swear, I, I don't skate as good. Yeah. So you're saying, so you're saying like when you, it's when so you change, annoying. When you change your life to be better, yeah. you don't skate as well? It, it's happened to me a few times now. And I, I think it just has to do with your me comfort zone. thinking too yeah. much and being like, all right, I did, I've yeah. been doing this the past month, so mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be skating good. So it's just having that in my mind instead of just flowing but it, it goes, goes back to you putting that pressure on yourself yeah Th that's all it is yeah you know you want to put that pressure on yourself I can tell you a quick story because I had a life coach a mental coach and what we always talk about is negative negative equals a positive like math right yeah what so happens like is three right relax. to make a left you always look for positives in any negative situations 100%. right it's you have to insert yourself like that uh, my, my old team, Jacksonville Jaguars, they, uh, they hired a guy who just recently passed away, Trevor Moad, and uh, he worked a lot with a lot of guys around the league. Uh, Russell um, Wilson just had an amazing speech on YouTube talking about uh, Trevor, 
And he changed my entire life. You know, not that I was, you know, down on myself, but I was just hard on myself. And I hated to get hurt. And I hated to do things the right way and get the results that I would get when I was doing things the wrong way, yeah. much like what you were saying. Yeah. So I can understand how your mind can play tricks on you because you now you're, you're overthinking mm-hmm. and you're pressing, mm-hmm. right? But it's, it really goes back to you just being hard on yourself and you wanting to be great. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You know, you just have to find that line and put, you know, that part over there and mm-hmm. just take this part to the competition with what you was, and you will excel. Yeah, yeah. What was, yeah, the, yeah. Con- what was the conversation like after the Olympics? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I didn't say anything to him after the Olympics. I wasn't going to say much to him. I sent him love, you know, like I do with any athlete that I work with or anybody in the business world or anyone. And, um, you know, it was just like, all right, let's just get back on the horse and keep doing it again, mm-hmm. you know. And- so for so for you, obviously skateboarding being a, a, a new event mm-hmm. at the Olympics. And so it wasn't, it wasn't like you could grow up, you know, like if you run track, you grew up your whole life thinking of being an Olympian, yeah, right? Yeah, being yeah. a gold medalist yeah. or in like different other events. But yeah. like skateboarding wasn't necessarily like that. Mm. And then all of a sudden it becomes an Olympic event and you're the guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you're mm-hmm. like you the po- like dog. Like you got a Nike. Like you got all these things going on. Mm-hmm. Is getting back there and kind of redeeming yourself. Is that something that's important to you or are you kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to live. It's, it is what it is. I mean, do I want to make it to another one and will I be hyped to be there and do my absolute best to do better this time? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'll be I'll be super hyped to make it to another one and I I think I definitely can. Mm-hmm. But as you were saying, we don't grow up as skaters and, right. and think like, oh, like we're this is this is the top. We're making to, making it to the Olympics and like now we're there. Like let's go. Everything this means everything. It's absolutely not how skateboarding is. Okay. To to me and to, I think so. What's, so what's so, well, so it is skate, now. So skating like what's what's what, what's your dream? Is is it because like for us it's Super Bowls. If you don't really know about the other aspects of skateboarding and how important street skating is and the more cultural culture lifestyle of it then then yeah it can kind of seem that way to the public i mean that's something that i've been trying to educate more people on that don't know about skateboarding in mm-hmm. interviews and stuff like this is like there's so much more to skateboarding than than contests in general and the olympics is there's so much more to it than that like it seems it seems almost like and this is i'm super elementary in this it's almost like dudes being great mixtape rappers yeah. And, and in the sense that it's more about the art, mm-hmm. right? It's more about the culture of of what we do necessarily outside of the accolades. Mm-hmm. Because winning the Olympics is for us. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, if you're a gold medalist, mm-hmm. we look at you different as a, as, as a, as a country, right? Like, mm-hmm. as a people. But necessarily within your own culture, it's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the same way, like, Lil Wayne's my favorite rapper of all time, mm-hmm. right? And people say he hasn't had, like, the, the greatest commercial album. Yeah. And then I point to all the other stuff he's done because like that's the stuff I feel. It's a great analogy. You know? And so for you, culturally for us, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like when we see you, I support and I love it because I see you. Mm-hmm. And But everybody that does what you do won't. Yeah, You know what I mean? So how do you make what you've done transcend and if there's another young African American like you how do you make him say, you know what, I want to be that dude? I mean, I think with skateboarding, it's 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 having that right balance. And I think that's something that I'm very thankful that my dad taught me well as a skateboarder because most skate dads being raised that way 
they're going to want you to just practice at a skate park every day and win contests. That's where their head's going to be at. But my dad did have that, that knowledge and was like, I want my son to, to be more than that. I want him to be a true skateboarder. So I'm going to teach him about street skating and going out there and being a real skater. And that's something I really thank him for. And that's really how you, how you build your legacy as a skateboarder. I mean, yes, yeah, winning contests is tight, but in my eyes, the best, my favorite skateboarders ever, they weren't big, really big contest guys. They were just really sick skateboarders all around. Do, right. they, do they do good in contests sometimes? Yeah, but. Yeah. And then, like you said, because uh, RC brought up like being Tiger Woods and Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Like, when you're that He's guy. He's that dude. But yeah. you see the, you, you see the pushback, Tiger story, yeah. Jackie Robinson story. You yeah. see the pushback. Have you ever had those situations as a, a black man? As a brother. And skating. Yeah. Like, have, is there any stories where you were like, like you felt as if, okay, I am a black dude in this sport. I'm breaking down walls. But there's going to be some pushback with all of that. Every, every time that's happened, there's always pushback. I mean, I mean, definitely, yeah. I would say the main thing is... Um, it took me a long time to get my first like solid pro professional contest win, and that was when I was 15. I'd been skating up since Tell I was you know. 11. You heard what you said? It took you a long time, and that was when I was 15. Yeah, but you were a child, bro. Yeah, but there was there was a few contests. I got so many second places throughout like 12, 13, 14. And there, I'm not gonna lie, like there was a couple times where like everyone thought I was gonna win. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I was just, I, I was, I was a black kid out there skating with these long ass dreads. And a lot of people did know about my like kind of situation with my dad. He wasn't like the nicest dude in the skate industry. And I think a lot of these, the mixture of these things caused me to, for it to take a while. Like I really had to earn that. Sh you know, like <laughs> listening to him, it seems like he's trying to take a holistic approach yeah. to what skating is. You know, listen to him say, you know what? A month out, I'll, I'll stop drinking or I'll stop partying. What do you feel like you add to what he's doing to help him be the best athlete he could be? And I think it also transfers and leaks into other sports as well. Mm -hmm. So like, what is that thing you'd say, okay, this is what we need to focus on. Here's how we need to work that you give him that's different from other skateboarders. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I'm the master formulator for Symbiotica, so I make a lot of high-end nutraceutical products, Okay. very high-end supplementation. And um, he's been on these formulas for the last, how long, two years? Yeah, two years About now. About two years. And so he's getting nutrition that 99% of his opponents aren't getting. Right. So, so break that down. Though. Yeah, I'm about to say. What yeah, exactly? I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what nutraceuticals. Nutraceuticals. So live, living supplements that the body recognizes as food, as opposed to a powder or a capsule. Okay. I designed liposomal formulas. This is pharmaceutical grade, you know, bioavailable concepts. Okay. And uh, I've been doing this for a while. These things are basically like eating the most organic food on earth which is not really available anymore. Mm -hmm. The soil shot, which is where we're supposed to be getting our nutrition from. This is turning all of those nutritions into supplements. And okay. he's been on them for two years. I have some other world number one on this as well. And uh, my entire network and our entire crew, we're all eating and taking care of ourselves to the highest ability. So the mind and body connection is perfect. Okay. So you know? do you have to be vegan or? No, it's not so you can... we're, we're qualitarian. So I'm explain, a qualitarian. Explain qualitarian. I've I never put heard quality that. in my body. I don't listen to isms. I don't get into the veganism. I don't get into this or that. 
I believe in putting what's best in my body based on information and discernment, not judgment, but based on information. And so we put in scientifically proven the highest level of octane into a world number one athlete. Right. So he can rage, he can have the best time ever, and he can recover. So we can clean the blood. And so, so is it is it more like if Naja goes out, he he comes like he comes to L.A. Right. <laughs> yeah. He living. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. Saying? <laughs> this, this this Black History Month, right? Yeah, yeah. Live. So we're gonna, I'm, 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 I'm gonna hit him right? up. I'm gonna hit him up month. next month because Black History Month. We we finna live. That's right. Right. It's Black History Month. He come down to L.A. He lives. <laughs> He comes back to see you on a Monday after a good weekend. What's the what's that protocol like? Well, he's he's taking a lot of the uh, nutrients going into his alcohol escapades. Right. And, so so yeah, Monday yeah. through Friday, you're like, dog, you finna go act stupid. So yeah, I'm gonna take care of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting him mineralized. We're getting the vitamins in him. We're also putting uh, products in him that act as another kidney filtration or another liver filtration. So it takes the burden off his liver. Your liver govern, governs your your aptitude. The liver governs your anger. By the way, Chad, yeah. I have a missing piece of mine. Yeah, he, you need to give him some of that because yeah, I heard you had some. Yeah. You have a spleen yeah. issue. So this, no, 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 he has no a, spleen. You yes. have no spleen. Indoors, so, yeah. so the spleen <laughs> is a fist-sized organ that sits in, under your left rib cage, and it's the only organ that's not hooked up to your entire GI tract. It's actually hooked up to your main artery and your blood vessels. So if you don't have a spleen, that means that you're not filtering blood properly and that you're susceptible to red blood cell diseases and white blood cell diseases. So there's a lot of things that I can assist you with Mm -hmm. to make sure that you're ahead and above anything that can cause any kind of bacteria, staph infections. These things are permeating throughout our entire known universe. Right. And it's in the foods, it's in the water and all these things. I take a very, very scientific, holistic approach to my lifestyle. That's dope, bro. And, uh, yeah, it's... Um, Shut up. See, I'm, I'm no, in no, Florida, no, no, but I love I love all of this. Like, can you hook me up, too? I, I, mean, I got you. Yeah, you, guys this need, is, you guys need the product. This is, they, they really work. They really yeah. work. So, so you feel like... Do you feel like you have what you do... Uh, you you have elevated because of some of the things that yeah yeah definitely I mean even yeah even before I met him a couple of years ago I was raised extremely healthy mm-hmm. I was raised vegan sixteen years okay. didn't literally didn't eat meat didn't eat that wasn't allowed to eat ice cream candy no dairy nothing um, God, and now I mean I'm kind of on on his vibe just like quality healthy food you right. know I, I do eat meat sometimes but I'm not gonna go eat steak every day you know right um, grass fed meat but but yeah, yeah. I mean I, I really have noticed the difference just like energy wise mm-hmm. um, mind clarity right when I'm at a contest or when I'm when I'm stressing on trying a big trick and and just feeling like I'm there mentally right and I mean I think longevity I'm sure is one of the biggest things and I want to be doing this right. as long as possible so, like, when so. you look at Tony Hawk like Tony Hawk's the guy like he had a game Mm-hmm. And it's cool because he always posts the things that like people say, oh, I thought I saw Tony Hawk or I was talking to a guy that looked like Tony yeah, Hawk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like those things, you know. Do you think you can have that type of longevity and become that type of star? I do think it's possible, yeah. I do think it's possible. I mean, it's very different because he, Tony Hawk isn't a street skater. He's, he's, a, he's a vert skater, you know. Okay. And so that's, he, that's a different thing than what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rampy. Rampy. Yeah. Pretty rampy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, check it. Check it. Half pipe. Half pipe. Yeah. Rampy. Vert ramp. Um, so, yeah, that's that's called vert skating. Okay. You skate, you skate the big ramp. And, I mean, these guys can, they can skate street a little bit too, but that's really what they their profession is, is okay. vert skating. And it was, it was a lot bigger back in the day when Tony Hawk was doing his thing. Right. A big thing that elevated him was landing that 900 
in X Games. So yeah, you, you guys remember that moment? Yep, I do. That actually. was like the biggest thing that really put him to the next level. And I mean, us skateboarders, we have to thank him for that because we uh, skateboarding probably wouldn't be in the Olympics if there wasn't for moments like that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it was the video game that really helped him get to that next level as well. But yeah, I mean, street skating is it's 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 much different. It's much more of a it's a lifestyle. You know, yeah. we're literally going out there and skating cities. We're, right. we're not going to the skate park and, and filming and practicing every day. It's so right. much more than that, you know? It seems, as, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, he landed the 900. Yeah. Like, that's, like what's your unicorn? Like, what's that? Yeah. Yeah, what's that your thing? Like, I got to, like, if I can do this, what's I could be Tony Hawk. Yeah. What's your defining moment? What's my defining you moment? Can, you visualize things. What's your defining moment? The, that's happened or hasn't happened yet? I think there's a chance that it hasn't happened. Yeah. What made you, like, well, like what made people... Focus Listen, and be like, oh, he the one. RC, you and, Google him, says highest paid skateboarder. One of the highest paid skateboarders of all time. Rich. Now, let's be honest. I Googled now, him. You, we Googled him. I Googled him. He's rich. Highest paid skateboarder. So you're one of the highest paid skateboarders. But so it's so crazy. He don't even bring shoes for people when he got what? shoes. Tw- hey, 12, bro. Nine, ten and a half, coach. I got you. Okay. Ten and a half, coach. But you. no, like, yeah, so what made you one of the highest paid skateboarders of all time? And yeah. then what's going to take you over so I kind of the edge? I kind of level. Yeah. What made me there? Oh man, highest paid skater. It was uh, it was really really my consistency in contest skating mm-hmm. because throughout the years when I started winning when I was 15, 16, those next few years I was like literally winning 90% of contests, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of unheard of in skating because even if you are the best guy out there, the stuff we're doing is so technical, it's so easy to mess up every now and then. Right. There's still not that much of a chance the same dude's gonna win every time. So I mean, it got to the point where a lot of people hated me for it. I got so much hate around those years. When I was like 18, 19, I was living, I was starting to party while out, was buying, bought a Lambo, bought a big house, partying. Wow. Wow. People hated me, so much hate. But yeah, I mean, I feel like those, those years were, 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 were years that people really saw that like, damn, this kid's really, really got, got something in him that he's, he's, he's this consistent with skateboarding, he can win these contests. And I mean, if I were to pick one moment in contests, History, it was probably winning my third street league championship in a row. Street league is like a big like contest series okay. in skating. Me and the, the homie Yuto, he was the one who won the Olympics, Japanese okay. kid. Yep. We were battling it out. Really good contest. Um, won my I third. decided you said a homie though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We're all homies out there. I like that. For though. the most part. Um, for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> that, means some of, that means some of them like me and you. Right. So somebody somebody popped up in his yeah, head. Hey, not somebody, the somebody yeah. wanted to slap. You know what I'm saying? He thought about that, it. That means when we're competing, I'm trying to kick your ass. We're going to be homies after this. Yeah, exactly. For the most part. So it's all good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, there's obviously been a lot of a lot of good contest moments and stuff. But if I were to pick one that hasn't happened yet, I wouldn't even pick a contest moment. I would pick maybe end of this year, me putting out um, all the all the filming and the video parts I've been working on. That's I'm gonna, dope. I'm yeah. going to put out a video part for Nike and Thrasher um, later in the year. And mm-hmm. I've been filming for it for a couple of years. And I mean, a lot of the times, these are the moments in skateboarding where where th- that's what people remember you as. That's your okay. legacy, you know? It's about, it's, 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 is it more to you about the grind of it, though? You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you've been doing this your whole life, like, literally, bro. Yeah. Your entire life, mm-hmm. right? And so and so you're, you're putting out these documentaries and these mm-hmm. videos of what you've been through. Is it more important to you to let people know, 
like here's what you have to go through to get there yeah. than actually what getting there is about. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, that's definitely a big part about it because I know a lot of my fans even see the videos I do and stuff and they're like, oh, like you probably did that. It looks so effortless. You probably did that so easy. They don't know I've been sitting there trying that for two, like two or three hours. That's straight, big, dying. right, right. right. I, was, I was actually just battling a trick right down the street. Uh, there was this rail on Sunset. Um, two hours straight yesterday, no water, nothing. Just going back and forth, trying it, trying it, trying it. Like that shit takes so much patience and so much like determination to still like eat that many times and get up and still want to do it. He walks Espe up to my house, can't even walk sometimes. <laughs> I'm laughing at him, filming him because it's hilarious because we make fun of his walk right. and he's waddling up. I mean, he's he's putting himself through some crazy shit. And you know, you guys know as football players, I mean, that's wild. You know, right. you guys are doing... As football players, yeah. we show emotions. Yeah, yeah. When, when, when you look at what you, when you look at what he's doing, yeah. he doesn't show a lot of emotions from from his falls right. to when he lands the tricks. Everything's just yeah. consistent. You, you don't change. Yeah, yeah. A lot of concentration. A lot of concentration. Like like when I when I'm skating a spot like this, off of uh, right here in Hollywood, off of Sunset, well, and people though. people are seeing me asking for photos and like hey, saying what up. I'm like, fuck, bro, I'm in such a zone right now. Like, no, when you skating be. down the street though, because I know me. Like, I'm an idiot, right? If you were skating down the street by me and like you jumped on a rail and rolled that hole, I'd be like, say, bro, like calm the hell down. Like, what you doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you ever like, you know what I'm saying? Like cruising, you cruising through LA, like, you know, <laughs> kicking that hole. <clears throat> That's, 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 and like you, we run past people, they be like, man, I can't stand this light-skinned mother effort that just rolled past me. You know what I'm saying? Like for you, do you want to change the game? Do you want to make skateboarding different? Or what is your ultimate goal? Like when you shut it down, right? When you like, you know what? The next time I skateboard, it's going to be just for me. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's not going to be, it's going to be about for the love. Yeah. When you shut it down, what do you want that legacy to be? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like it's gotten to that point where where I mean that's really that's really what it's turned into is just doing it for myself mm -hmm. mainly because I've always wanted to to grow outside of skateboarding and and have a bigger reach and influence a lot of other people to to want to skate and a lot of other kids to skate and I feel like I have gone to that level right so I we, I do think sometimes I'm out there just beating myself up getting hurt in the streets rolling around the dirtiest spots in the middle of, right. of the hood somewhere yeah, like for we sure. skate the most random spots. And I'm like, damn, like, I really don't have to be out here doing this. Like, <laughs> right. I, I, I live a good life. I make good money for myself. Like, I don't need to be doing this, but I need it. You know, it's just something that's just like instilled in me. It's and something drug. that I want. It yeah, really is a drug. drug. It really big. is. Yeah. yeah. And we need it. And yeah. it's not random by any chance. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we, um, what we try and do is we always try and give back. We try to bring people from our demographic and our community into what we're doing. And we always keep it real. Yeah. Right. We've never, ever, ever had a skateboarder, nevertheless a black skateboarder. So Fred, because they ain't got none. It's <laughs> just but that's, nah, that's, they, they, nah, they got some. They, they got some sick some, ones. They got some sick that's ones. That's what I'm saying. So this isn't a, this isn't this isn't random. For me, it's 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 um God for me, God put you here, bro. Like 100%. we have a platform, you have a, an amazing platform, and it's really about giving back. So just to come and share and open up with awesome. us, man, is for me, it's dope. No, it's been you know, dope. you continue to, you know, I, I want to learn more. I want to see you grow. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to see how you guys change continue the whole game. game. Yeah. You yeah, feel sure. me? So it, it's yeah. dope for me. So uh, with that said, I ain't got no more questions. Now, I love it. So <laughs> it's, it's a wrap. I know me. you're not drinking, right? So I know you're not drinking, yep. right? But when February get around yep. and you represent for Black History Month, 
I'm gonna go and give you this. Put put this happy dad in your all fridge. Right, right. Happy dad. You go. Yeah. Yeah. These are the boys right here. These yeah, boys. that's the boys, right? You take it, man. But dog, we appreciate you, appreciate man, coming you through, man. man. It was all love, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so it's much. Really, really appreciate you. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. Sir. Yes, sir. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. On the mission, got me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up.